2: We are in process of developing a whole series
3: of techniques
2: to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence.
4: To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people, of the world, and especially the United States,
2: Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for mankind in the Twilight Zone.
3: It's about time some of you got acquainted with
1: the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
4: It's the heart that says I
2: will
5: not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes.
6: Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire
4: and the pursuit of the whole is Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight. Whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world... We are broadcasting on The Fringe FM. fringe.fm is the network website. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. If you don't know about the show, you can go read our About page or just stay tuned to the broadcast tonight. If you missed any of our previous episodes, you want to go back and listen to something you missed or you want to re-listen to something you already heard, You can subscribe to the Full Show Archive on the website, which will also get you access to the montages. It's a large montage archive there as well. And access to my digital books. Those books are sold separately on the website as well. But when you subscribe for one year to the archive, you also get a physical copy of one of those books. Either Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, or the Technological Elixir, And these are really big books packed with what amounts to endless information in the sense that there are so many things that will really get you thinking that according to uh, some of the people that have bought the books that have emailed me over the years, it's just a really hard thing to put down. It's a page turner because there's a lot of really good information in the books. It doesn't matter if you're interested in occultism, artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo. Or a little bit of history. It's all in those books, and it's information in some of the books that's uh, really practical that you can apply to your life. So, thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the archive, the montages, the digital books, and yearly subscribers get a physical copy of one of my books as well. Now, I kind of find it interesting that I went to uh, I went to film school, and um, every time I hear that song, "Video Killed." the radio star. I always chuckle a little bit because I went to film school. I wanted to be a, a writer or be involved in some kind of uh, production process for film. And, uh, rather than killing the radio star, I, I don't know if I'm a star, but you know, a radio personality, I'll give myself that a radio personality was actually born. Video did not kill the radio star video actually helped, uh, helped a radio personality to be born. And when I was in film school, one of the first things they taught us, you know, one of the introduction days where everybody just gets, you know, they get to know each other the first week. You know, when you go to school or, you know, get, you go to, to a new job, you get kind of get to know everybody and it's kind of laid back and you do paperwork. And I remember they told us that, they, they said, once you go through this accelerated two-year program, you'll ne- you're never going to look at film again in the same way. You're going to see the lighting. You're going to see the inconsistencies in, uh, you know, the wardrobe or, you know, makeup or set design. Something's going to be off. You're going to notice all the little tiny details. And maybe because they told us that, I started to notice any detail relating to anything I learned in school. I noticed it almost immediately. Anything I watched, TV shows, movies, old stuff, new stuff. One of the things, though, that that really didn't get ruined for me was a good story. You know, I, I can overlook, um, you know, maybe a, a boom pole in, in a shot very, very briefly, you know, at the top of the frame or something. And I can kind of overlook some shoddy acting, you know, or I can kind of maybe overlook, uh, I don't know, I can overlook an inconsistency. But uh, when it comes to like a real good story or even a really well-produced film, Maybe the story is not even that great, but the film is good. You know, I can overlook those things, and I, and I truly still, at heart, love cinema. I love film. I love film history, and uh, I really love TV history, and I like older stuff. And it's not because you know I'm an older person. I'm only thirty. When I say older stuff, I mean I'll go back to uh, Jackie Gleason. I'll go back to Al Bundy. I'll go back to All in the Family. I, I love the classic shows. I, I didn't really watch the Cosby show. Um, I've seen some of it, but I don't necessarily like Bill Cosby, but Cosby show is a classic show. Um, so I watched a lot of these TV shows, and I watched any movie I could get my hands on, and I liked the older stuff because it just seemed to have more soul to it. It had more spirit to it. And, and a lot of the new stuff that we watch has has little to no soul or spirit at all. It's like this this just this shell. It's like, you know, buying a bag of pistachios and uh you know, there's just like you just get a bunch of shells and you, all the pistachios are missing. You know, and you paid a bunch of money for it. You just pistachios are the thing that I've been eating recently, so I'm thinking of pistachios and I found a couple that didn't have, you know, the little pistachio in it. That's kind of like what a lot of movies are today. It's disappointing. I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I have seen more movies probably in my life than the average person, but you know, I don't sit and watch TV all the time. I like to read. But I can sincerely tell you that one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, a movie that was so bad, from the writing to the acting to the production to every, everything, everything was so bad, including the CG, that I, I almost want to watch it again just to see the train wreck. Like, it's easy to make a mess, and maybe that's why a lot of movies are a mess nowadays. It's harder to make something that's powerful. I mean, I can only name a few movies off the top of my head that were any good that I've seen in the last five years. Um, I liked The Mule with Clint Eastwood. That was a good movie. Hell, I even liked the the new uh, M. Night movie, Old. I didn't particularly like the story, but it was it was actually film. It was shot. in in an artistic way. They used wardrobe to advance the character's age and makeup, and I liked that. You know, there's just a few movies. And, I I mean, I I was on the phone with my my friend Mike D the other night, and we were talking about all the Star Wars movies, and they're just how they're horrific. Just absolutely horrific. I mean, I I can't, I don't, it's so, that's so bad, it's probably better than than the movie I saw um, that was, I'd say Suicide Squad, the new one, was the worst movie I think I've ever seen. I mean, it, it, the equi- its the only thing I could see, say that's even equivalent is I was flipping through some of the streaming channels the other day, and I came across a movie called Llamageddon and I watched a preview of it. And I don't—I don't like stupid B movies like that usually, um, but that movie looked just about as good as *Suicide Squad*. I, that movie was so bad. Within seconds of the movie starting, I like—I wanted my money back. The only thing that saved me was that. Uh, the Conjuring, the third Conjuring, the Devil Made Me Do It came on after that at the drive-in. That was it. But, but my point is, I'm not, I'm not ranting here. I'm not digressing here. I'm, I'm building this up because I want, I want to tell you that, you know, I don't really like a lot of new movies. I'll, I'll tell you that's my bias. But I went to see a movie called, uh, went back to the drive-in actually, and I saw a movie called a uh, uh, Candyman. Now, for those of you who have maybe seen the original Candyman, it came out in the 1992. Uh, if you watch the original Candyman, the original Candyman, it's, it's a film. And it might be a kind of a cheesy horror film, and they sell it as more of a scary movie, more scary than it really is. I, I was one year old in 1992, so I don't know how scary it was for, for the 90s. But, you know, it's about, about a, a graduate student, Helen Lyle, who's doing a, a thesis with uh, a friend of hers. Uh, who uh, they're, they're researching these urban legends. And her husband is like a folklorist and he teaches at the college. And and she's researching uh, these urban legends and superstitions. And she comes to the, the, the story of Candyman. And the story takes her to, uh, you know, the projects, takes her to these very poor sides of town, the north side of Chicago. And she learns this story uh, in more detail about the Candyman, who's this like... This uh, figure that, with a uh, you know, a kind of like a spooky, mysterious figure with a jacket and a hook jammed into his 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 stump where his hand was cut off. Now, the original story it dealt with uh, you know, uh, it dealt with ghettos. It dealt with um and the whole basis for for Candyman is that the man was uh the son of a slave and uh, his father was very wealthy and he went to a lot of really you know, expensive schools and, and he was an artist. So he started to, uh, he started to paint portraits for rich people, for wealthy people. Uh, a lot of them were white people. And, uh, at one point he was painting this young lady and they fell in love and they had a child, but the father got really mad because it was interracial and hired some men to hunt, hunt, hunt him down. And, uh, they killed him. Uh, they smeared him with honey and the, that's where the bees come from in the movie. Uh, there's an occult, side to that as well, and, uh, they cut his hand off, and a bunch of people watched as they burned the guy alive, and that, that's the legend of Candyman, just a cheesy 90s B-movie, and, you know, in the movie, it's like the, the main characters, uh, this lady, Helen Lyle, uh, we don't really need to be concerned with the color of her skin, but I think it's important to note that, you know, she's a white woman, and, uh, you know, her, her friend, um, who was doing the research with her, I uh, was a black lady and uh, they both went to the projects to do this research on Candyman and that they both were harassed by the, the hooligans. And I don't know, it was when I watched the new Candyman and then I went back and I, I just watched the old one again. I thought, well, I don't really like cheesy B movies or something. Like, I don't know if I don't, I, I think Candyman's like a B movie, but I don't, I, I don't know. It was like them. Candyman, the original was really, really good when I compared it to the new one. And I, see, here's my problem. I watched the new one. We, my fiance, Hope, and I, we, we took her car down to the drive-in. We backed it in. We had we got in the back area. She has a much bigger back hatch uh, area because my car doesn't have a hatch in the back. And uh, we I made some hummus, and I made some black bean brownies, which were really good. And we sat there watching the movie. And I mean, like. Five five minutes in, and I'm and, and the movie just is basically about uh, how bad white people are, and I mean that literally. Like the movie from start to finish, was was and and they did you know do a do a decent job of tying the original story in with it, but it was it was like an anti-white person movie, and I found that really really weird. I thought I came to watch you know kind of a remake, but an extension of the original Candyman, another you know like a sequel. I I, I didn't come to watch. White people are bad, and, and, the, and the black folks parked in the car next to me are good. And, you know, I, I don't know the people that were parked in the car next to me. Most of the, the audience were, were black. Um, and I don't know what they thought of the movie. Maybe they liked it. It was, a, it was really a black movie. Uh, and I find it strange that the movie was, rather than really being centered around Candyman, in my opinion, it was centered around how bad white people are. Because when I went back and I watched the original, there wasn't like any direct, verbal, like white people do this, white people are bad. And it and that was very confusing to me when I watched the new one. But, you know, that confusion didn't last very long because I, I realized, well, this is a Jordan Peele film. I don't really like Jordan Peele's, you know, I don't really like his work that much. Um, I thought the movie was, I think it was a little bit too long for what it was. I think it was... Was overdone. It was way too much. You know, I'd I'd prefer the '90s horror. I don't like this CG elevated audio background. You know, blah, 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 stabbing. It just was too much. And uh, while all that's happening, I'm I'm being told consciously because I'm I'm listening to the dialogue. I like writing. I like dialogue. I'm being told I'm a bad person for being white. You know, as the main character in the new movies being told about the Candyman legend, you know, he's being told, well, you know, white people, they they like what we create as black folks, but they don't like us. You know how it goes. And, oh, my God, why are there so many police cars in the black neighborhoods? And I thought, well, maybe there's a lot of police cars in the projects because, like in the original Candyman, there, there's shootings there all the time. It's a bad part of town. It's a ghetto. So there's some police there. And, you know, police officers are also black, too. So... You know, I, it was just a horrendous, atrocious, and in my opinion, a very racist, or at least race-baiting movie. I did not like it. I thought it was very offensive. So when I went back and I watched the original, I, uh, I found that, like a lot of things, I, I like the original and I like the, uh, the older stuff. I like, you know, I like a movie that doesn't really try to preach something to me in a way that's, that's more of a virtue signal. I mean, the original Candyman kind of had a, you know, an undertone to it, but it had a point. You know, the the new movie was just blood and gore, and see, the movie the, the movie was more ritualistic. That's that's what it felt like to me. It felt like I was I was given this message consciously and subconsciously, directly and indirectly, and the message, you know, was then translated into the subconscious by the blood and the gore. So it was like. White people are bad. White people are bad. You know, I don't know. Things blowing up, people getting stabbed, the organs ripped out, blood going everywhere. It was ritualistic. And I think that specifically in relation to what we've talked about this week, from the IFA tradition to Centuria, there's this weird focus on ritualism and particularly black ritualism out of Africa uh, uh, distorting ancient and near ancient viewpoints traditions and beliefs we're going to talk about that tonight on the secret teachings I'm Ryan Gable there's more after this you really don't want to miss this show it's going to be really good I think stay with us Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on the Fringe FM.
6: If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs, and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or, for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top. Your subscription supports the secret teachings. The Fringe FM and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM.
4: Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings. And like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home business and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. i personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and US Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN.
5: And so are we.
1: KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The
3: Fringe FM.
6: You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable
1: at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com.
4: And you're listening to... The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though, but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name, Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that delta extracted from the Norse valknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see in the observations that we make on The Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out the SecretTeachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. So I'm all for violence in movies as long as it has a purpose. I went to film school, ended up in radio. Film school really didn't kill the radio star, kind of birthed a radio personality for me. Some of my favorite movies are very violent movies, but I'm watching a movie and there's violence. You know, it needs to either be implied or if it's going to be shown, it needs to be reasoned sure a lot of you probably disagree with me. A lot of people like blood and gore. But I need something to be, to be real. I need there to be a reason. One of my favorite movies is the movie by Mel Gibson, The Patriot. I love The Patriot. And it's a movie that's loosely, very, very loosely based on true events. Uh, not necessarily the Revolutionary War, uh, but the life of uh, the Swamp Fox, Francis Marion... And uh, a number of others who gathered together in a makeshift army uh, makeshift little military like unit army like unit and uh, conducted guerrilla warfare against the British. And that's uh, one of my favorite movies, A very long movie. And it's, it's pretty graphic. There's a scene where a guy has his head taken off by a cannonball, uh, you know, a lot of blood splatter. I mean, if it's a Mel Gibson movie, you're going to get blood. That's just how it is. Um, Passion of the Christ is another good example. Um but, you know, there's some other movies that I really, really like, and I, I forgot how much I liked the movie The the uh, Free State of Jones, uh, which is about a small southern county during the Civil War that actually seceded from the Confederacy. Uh, it's got Matthew McConaughey in it. I watched it again. Uh, actually, I watched it last night. Um, my time gets messed up sometimes because of the, the hour of this show. But I watched that movie, and it was interesting because when I watched that movie, I thought, this is like, this is a civil war version of the Patriot. And instead of Mel Gibson, we got Matthew McConaughey. And in the movie, it's very similar story. It's, you know, former Confederate officers, uh, who, uh, they run away. Uh, they, 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 desert, the Confederate military, and they go out into a swamp and, uh, they kind of hide out there, which is exactly what happens in the Patriot. And in the case of, um, the Free State of Jones, there's a bunch of uh, runaway slaves that are out there with them. And there's conflict in the group, you know, it's a movie. Uh, but generally, the, the the former slaves, the runaway slaves, and the uh, black runaway slaves, if, if it, you know, as if that needs to be clarified, and uh, these former Confederate uh, soldiers, um, they start fighting back against confederate forces and it's more on a personal basis because they're trying to stop the confederates from taking uh, their their hogs and their corn and their parts of their property, you know, blankets and things like that to to basically feed the confederate soldiers and to keep them warm in the winter. So it has a very it's a similar it's a similar story to the patriot but it's also based on, you know, it's based I don't know how loosely, but it's based loosely on a true story and a a true and very interesting piece of, of history. And, uh, you know, there's some violence in the movie. It's a civil war. Some people get shot, uh, but you don't really see a lot of it. And to me, I, I, I'd i prefer that. Or if I'm going to see blood, I'd like it to be purposeful. Um, or if I'm going to see a lot of blood, like I watched Candyman last night. Um, well, the, the scene where uh, the main character wakes up on the floor of the bathroom After she beheaded the dog, and they don't show the beheading of the dog, they just show the blood, and you know it's implied. Even though there's a lot of blood, that's that's what I like. I like the implication, or if if it's going to be shown, I want to see I want to see that there's a reason for it. What I don't like are movies like the revamped or the rebooted or the sequel. uh, Technically, I think it's what the third Candyman movie uh, by Jordan Peele. I don't like movies. That from the start to finish, don't really give me a reason to keep watching, except the characters are black, and maybe if I'm, you know, uh, a movie fan or a horror movie fan or a B movie fan, I've seen the other Candyman, so I'm going to go watch this movie. You know, I I got like no, there was no reason for me to watch that movie. It was horrific. I will say that Jordan Peele is a a far better director than uh, that the guy who directed Suicide Squad. Uh, and I don't know who wrote that or produced that off the top of my head, but my God, what an abortion. I mean, I mean that movie should be illegal in uh, the state of Texas because that was an abortion of film. Uh, and I thought, hell, that movie was so bad, I'd rather watch the new Candyman again as much as I disliked it. But let me tell you this. This is what I got out of Candyman. There's a, there's a scene in the movie. Where these uh, white girls, and that's just important for the story. These white girls are in a bathroom. It's always the white girls, you know. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Slenderman, Slenderman. It's always the white girls, and they're conjuring something. And uh, there's a there's a scene where they start to conjure the Candyman, and uh, they say the name in the mirror. One of the girls runs out, and they say the fifth name, and the fifth time they say his name, and nothing nothing really happens, but this. This girl walks in the bathroom, dark-skinned girl, and she's got, like, headphones on uh, on her head, and she goes into the stall, and and these white girls start to walk out, and the door is locked, and they're like, ah, oh, whatever the girl's name, Katrina or something, Trina. Like, oh, you broke the door, Trina. So they're kind of, like, picking on this girl. As they walk by the stall she's in, they, they kick the stall. And it was clearly meant to mean that white people act like that Toward black people in the twenty first century in two thousand twenty one, and uh, my fiance Hope, who always you know wants me to, you know calm down sometimes about these types of things, she looked over at me and she said, "Where's that happening?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, yeah, that's a great question. I was trying to keep my mouth shut, but exactly where is that happening?" You know, she got out of high school just what five years ago. About five years ago. Didn't happen at her high school. I mean, I went to high school 12 years ago. Giving you some, you know, some ages here if you're interested. But I went to high school 12 years. That didn't happen at my high school. And I went to a very, very, very backwoods, you know, kind of a high school in in West Virginia. Morgantown's not really backwoods, but it was a lot of people from the backwoods came to that school. And you'd expect that attitude to be there, but but it wasn't. And there were, you know, black folks, Mexican folks, Asian folks, just there's just kids there's just people and they i got picked on in high school and it wasn't because of the color of my skin you know and even so like even if you are picked on for the color of your skin you know it, it, it people are picked on for all kinds of reasons and if you are picked on for the color of your skin that's just as wrong as if you're picked on just because somebody doesn't like the shoes you're wearing they're just bullies and thugs that do that but there's another kind of bully there's another kind of thug a bully and a thug that use the threat or the ever-present danger of bullying and 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 things like that, based on the color of somebody's skin, and that's how I felt about the Candyman movie. I felt it was bullying me to look at uh, the people in the car next to me at the drive-in and think, you know what, those black people over there are better than me. I'm a terrible white person, and it's worse because I'm I'm actually a man. And, and, um, you know, I prefer women, so that makes me the absolute bane of Marxist society. Put it that way. The movie was really preachy. I'm not going to sit here and give you a movie review, but all that needed to be said so we can move on. You know what a lynching is, right? Remember Jussie Smollett said that he was attacked by white mega hat wearing men who put a noose around his neck and they threw bleach on him or something. That turned out that was a hoax. And then there was the 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 Bubba Wallace NASCAR driver that had, you know, Black Lives Matter on his car, and there's a story about how, oh my God, there's a noose in the garage, and well, it turns out that wasn't true either. There was just a, a garage door rope. That you use to pull down the garage door. And when you actually looked at this so-called noose, uh, you maybe, maybe, maybe could put like three fingers through it. It just had a little loop. Oh, it was symbolic. They weren't really trying to hang him. Who wasn't really trying to hang him? The NASCAR mechanics? The, the people that worked at the racetrack? It was a garage door rope. It was another made-up story. You know, or the you know the time that Lil Wayne was being interviewed by the 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 sports people, I forget what that interview was, and they're like, you know, what do you deal with with? How do you deal with racism? And he's like, I have never been the victim of racism. The guy's like, oh, but yeah, but you you're saying, and I've never been the victim of racism. You know, it just we have to understand that we we kind of take racism and uh, slavery. Uh, as being these things that are wholly unique to white people and to the, the history of the United States of America. I don't know if you need a newsflash, but people, human beings, doesn't matter what their skin color is, but in this case, it's black, um, they are traded right now in places like Somalia. Somalia. People doesn't really matter what their skin color is, but because of their religion, because they're Muslim or because they're Christian, you know that they are put into forced labor camps and re-education camps in China today, right now, even the Fulong Gong are rounded up and have their organs taken. They roll up on them like that old stride is like a stride gum commercial with the white van that peels out. You can't pray in public. You can't meditate in public in a lot of parts of China. You get arrested. You get your organs taken if you're Fulong Gong. So slavery is not confined to the United States except to the history in a much more complex and broad manner than people make it out to be in the sense that people act like slavery was the foundation of the U.S. It was the foundation of the Constitution and the hypocritical Declaration of Independence. And they act like these are things that don't exist anymore except in America. On the contrary, we fought a civil war in this country. I say we as an American. We fought a civil war in this country where brothers and fathers killed each other. Friends and family killed each other over a division of northern and southern ideologies which were rooted particularly in economics. So we also fought a revolutionary war and a series of political wars throughout the 1780s. Now you know that uh, today, technically, or you know tomorrow, in terms of when these when these shows air Monday through Friday. Um, I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings. Uh, the seventeenth of September. So right now, or you know tomorrow night's show, uh, it's Constitution Day. It's a federal holiday. that commemorates the signing of the U.S. Constitution, September seventeenth, of seventeen eighty-seven. It's based on this idea of, of natural law, um, part English common law, expanded to natural law, um, a lot was taken from Montesquieu, a lot was taken from Locke, the Magna Carta was borrowed from, but this, this was a wholly unique document, both the Decla- uh, Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. You know, which was a remodeling and a replace a replacement document for the Articles of Confederation. And our history teaches us that these were documents that were meant to preserve slavery. These were documents that were meant to benefit wealthy white landowners. And um, our history classes have failed us tremendously, significantly, catastrophically. See, the idea that you had to own land or that you had to have some kind of wealth was based on the idea that if you owned property, some kind of like land or, you know, you owned uh, some kind of business, you'd have direct investment in the community. And therefore, you may be a better public servant because you have a direct interest in the community, in the economy. But our system here in the United States is established so that anybody, essentially, can run for office. But we've put so much focus on the president, we forget about the representation by population in the Congress, the lower house, and uh, we forget, I think, sometimes about the Senate. Uh, we also forget about the, the judicial branch and uh, the federal courts. Federal courts have been very active recently. A court in Michigan, a court in Louisiana both ruled that it was invalid and illegal for a school to force medical students or college athletes to receive vaccines if they have sincere religious objections. Federal court has also ruled in the Northern district of New York in the last 72 hours here, the week of September, uh, was this the 13th through the 17th constitution day on the 17th that the mandates in New York for vaccines actually are not enforceable. They're a violation of the law of the land. If People are not given a religious exemption. And it doesn't matter if there's a time limit on that. If you're not given that exemption, it it, it is, do, doesn't matter what the, the school or the hospital or whatever, wherever you work. It doesn't matter what they say. That's what the federal courts are ruling. So we put so much power in, oh, my God, who's the president? But we, we know we have a, we have a, 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 a divided, separate Congress legislator legislature we have a judiciary branch and we have you know common people that are supposed to reinforce this system of checks and balances by being informed to elect the proper representatives now i'm not going to give you a history lesson per se but the idea that you had to you know you had to own land or you had to be this or that you know i live outside of rochester new york one of the most prominent historical figures here in, in Rochester, New York is a guy by the name of Frederick Douglass. Uh, you might know Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass lived in Rochester. Frederick Douglass was a social reformer. He was an abolitionist. He was an orator, a very, very well-spoken man, very well-educated. Well, uh, He's a great writer. And he was a former slave. And uh, Frederick Douglass was a Republican. He's laid to rest in Mount Hope Cemetery right there in, uh, in Rochester. Frederick Douglass became a national leader in the abolitionist movement. Why did Frederick Douglass choose the Republican Party? Why did Frederick Douglass have the ability to hold public office Why did Frederick Douglass speak and write the way that he did? Very educated man. And furthermore, let me ask one question in relation to those questions. Here in Rochester, New York, when there were all the BLM Antifa riots, why did those protesters rip down a statue of Frederick Douglass? In the name of equality and Black Lives Matter, you know Frederick Douglass was a black man, right? A former slave. You know he was an abolitionist, right? You know he wrote intensively on the hor- oh, the horrors of slavery. You know that Frederick Douglass was uh, was a man who held public office. You know that you know he was a Republican. Maybe that's what they didn't like. And so that 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 confuses me a little bit because think about the 13th and the 14th and the 15th Amendments and think about what the Confederate side of the Civil War did to the U.S. Constitution. When the country was divided and many states attempted to secede into their own Confederate government, they had their own president and They removed a lot of words from the Constitution, like "We the People," and they and and they tampered with, uh, you know, whether men are born free or men are naturally free. They they tampered with the writing. Now, the original Constitution, "We the People of the United States," in order in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, provide for the common defense promote the general welfare. The preamble to the Constitution. It was written with concessions from both sides. Both small and large states. Both North and South states. States that were pro and states that were anti-slavery. And even in states that were very pro-slavery, a lot of the population were not necessarily against slavery. Nor were they necessarily for slavery. It was a fact of life. A lot of the residents of southern states, however, were indeed abolitionists. You go back to the early 1700s and the foundation of Pennsylvania, the 1701 Pennsylvania Charter of Privileges. You know that founder of Pennsylvania, was a staunch anti-slavery advocate. So here's my point. If this is a racist country with horrible, bigoted, fat, wealthy, white landowners in control, as a lot of people want you to think, and acknowledging and setting aside the imperfections in our government and in our society and in the social contract that we have. It's a hell of a lot better than China. It's a hell of a lot better than Venezuela. A hell of a lot better than Canada. It's a hell of a lot better than Mexico. But putting all that aside, acknowledging that, I'm going to ask again, what was the skin color of Frederick Douglass? What political party was he affiliated with? And why? And who was Frederick Douglass? A former slave who became a Republican and attempted to fight slavery with his writings, with his words. He was an abolitionist. The thing is, why did he become a Republican? Well, maybe because the Republicans were almost exclusively, almost 100% responsible, as opposed to the Democratic Party at the time, for passing the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the U.S. Constitution. You know what those Amendments say, right? Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude. 13th Amendment, 14th Amendment, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities. 15th Amendment, the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied. And that's a civil right. That's why you have a civil rights movement, but civil rights are different than human rights. There's a difference between the two. The Republican Party was almost exclusively, like for the 15th Amendment, 39 Republican senators voted out 13 Democratic senators in voting for the 15th Amendment. The entire House Republican representatives, all of them voted for the 15th Amendment. Not a single Democrat voted for it. And it's it's the same with the 14th Amendment and virtually the same with the 13th Amendment. Republican Party. Now, how do Democrats handle this today? And by the way, I'm not a Republican. How do Democrats handle this? They say, all oh, the parties switched. Again, I'm not giving you a history lesson necessarily today. That's not the point. Because I want to go back to Candyman for a moment. But before we can go back to Candyman, we go back to magic. And we can go back to summoning and invoking and invocating. I want you to take a look at something. I want you to take a look at the Civil War. I want you to think about why the Civil War was fought. The Civil War was fought by the South for slavery. People fought in the Confederacy to protect the financial and economic interests of the southern states in both their land and in their property in human beings and in what that property was producing, wealth. In other words, white men fought to protect slavery, and there's a great line in the movie The Free State of Jones where Matthew McConaughey's character says, you know, all the black people have to do is, is pick cotton for the wealthy people. He looks at this other white guy who was calling him, calling him a derogatory term, and he says, you are willing to die for those people. All the black folks do is pick cotton for them. You're more invested in this, and you are no more a free man than they are. The South fought to protect the institution of, of, of slavery, uh, of economics and wealth, and the South fought the North, you know, in a generalized, you know, educational, elementary, Civil War history here, and the North were comprised, you know, particularly of, you know, of white folks. So basically you had white versus white, and there were some African-Americans, black, they were actual African-Americans that were thrown into the mix. It was white people fighting white people. And it might not necessarily have been to, to, to end slavery as, it, as much as it was to preserve the Union and Lincoln's, uh, you know, Words, but I just don't understand how anybody can say, or how I can go see the new Candyman movie. And from the start to the finish, it's white people are bad, white people are bad, white people are bad, white people are bad. Here's a guy with a hook cutting somebody open. Here's somebody getting stabbed. Here's somebody getting cut in half. White people are bad, white people are bad. Here's some blood splatter. Here's some (laughs) in the background. White people are bad, white people are bad, white people are bad. And the movie just kind of ends with a horrible story about how cops, you know, if they're going to free, they're going to free the black lady. She has to lie and say the cops shot the black man because they had no other choice. And they just, it's just a horrible movie. But I was told the whole time I was, you know, it's because I'm white that, that, that happened to, 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 to black people. And I think, well, I didn't do that. Um, If I had this mindset in those days, it would have probably been contrary to both the North and the South because, We live in a different time period. We speak differently. People can't people can't put together coherent sentences anymore, let alone speak with the elegance of a Benjamin Franklin or a Frederick Douglass. It doesn't matter if you're white or if you're black. Why do you think slaves were prevented from learning to read and to write? Because education was dangerous to the slave master. Thinking was dangerous. We can't put ourselves into the shoes, into the the bifocals, if you will, into the into the, the, the clothing of someone in the in in the 1780s. You know, at the at the you know the signing of the Constitution in 1787, although it wasn't ratified fully with all the states, you know, including Rhode Island until 1790, three years later. Uh, most most states had signed within the first first year. Um we can't put ourselves into that position but we we can kind of get an idea of where where the the framers were coming from, even the anti-federalists, you know and yeah, republicanism, liberalism, these words have changed but the 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 the, the federalists were just as much liberals as they were you know, conservative Republicans and as were the anti-federalists now I love history and and I, I like legal history, I like constitutional history, I like American history I like the civil war I like. Revolutionary War. But there's something here that's really bothersome to me. Um, You know that later on, after the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, and uh, a group of people uh, started riding around and and, and killing and lynching and terrorizing black folks. Um, They were the Ku Klux Klan. Remember the Ku Klux Klan? One thing that we should know about the Ku Klux Klan is they didn't just attack black people. They also attacked white people. They terrorized both the negro and the caucasian. They terrorized the caucasian for the same reason because that caucasian if not wealthy like they were with who didn't share in their ideology was no different than a slave. Was no different than, you know, a negro servant. A Negro slave. was no different. So this is more about class than it is race. And although it is about slavery, it's also about economics. The Ku Klux Klan attacked white people who didn't support their views. I don't think the political parties switched so much as the projection of intent switched. You watch those movies and, you know, Candyman was kind of like, a black birth of a nation. You know, just horrible white people lynching black people. You know, it's a Jesse, Jesse Smollett story. You know, Candyman gets revenge. But the Ku Klux Klan attacked white people because they didn't agree with them. Switch it. Flip it. What does Black Lives Matter do? What do left-wing activists do? They rip down Frederick Douglass statues like they did here in Rochester. Why would you do that? Even if Frederick Douglas was a white slaveholder, why would you rip down his statue? That's history. We need that. So we know that when someone tries to rip it down, they're a bad person. When someone tries to censor what you're saying, they're a bad person. And nowhere in history has someone who ripped down a statue and tried to censor your speech the good guy. The left-wing activists, the Black Lives Matter people, not all of them, But the root core of that group, the Marxist ideologies, what do they do? They terrorize everyone who disagrees with them. And how do they do it? They wear masks. And they burn stuff down. And they put their fist in the air. Instead of wearing white hoods, they wear black hoods. And instead of claiming that they own black people and white people shouldn't help the black people, they claim that they are helping the black people. That other white people are the ones that want to own and oppress the black people. Using black people as a shield. Of just, It's so disgusting. But I have to break this down. Because that's what it looks like BLM does to me. That's what the left-wing activists in Antifa do. They don't wear white robes. They wear black robes now. They don't say that the black person is their slave. They say the black person is oppressed by the white person. So let a bunch of white people in black garb tell the black person what they can do. And rather than being a, a servant or a slave where you have to be afraid of running away and your family could be sold or you could be, you know, raped and tortured and beaten, and there's no there's no repercussions for the people that are doing that. You know, rather than being a slave and you're traded for money and you're just an economic asset, now you get paid a little bit of money. And you uh, live in those those projects, and those ghettos, like in Candyman. And the horrible villain are the is the person, the group, that wants to take away your welfare, that wants to, to, to make you get a job, to encourage you not to be a bum. Black people, white people, doesn't matter. And there are just as many white people who do the same. Because it's not about race, it's about class. It's always been about class. And what happens as a result of this? As long as you continue to vote blue, no matter who, you get your welfare check. You get your pat on the back. You get your government-subsidized housing or your government-subsidized food. And you go right on living on that plantation. You don't pick cotton anymore. You just pick blue representatives. The same blue representatives that far far, far gone, way away from what we consider to be liberalism, which was at the foundation of the Constitutional Republic, September 17th, Constitution Day, so just giving you a little bit of history here, that um, what you really are is a modern-day slave on the racist, oppressive, and I don't want to say democratic But that's unfortunately what's happened to the Democratic Party, Democratic plantation, run by a bunch of wealthy elitists who have a few people of color that they tout as their little tokens while they maintain and retain all the wealth, all the power, and they make you their slave. And if you don't like what they're doing, they're going to terrorize you in black robes while chanting, we like black people. Because it was unacceptable to, to lynch you know a black person. Eventually, you know, after the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, the South passed laws like apprenticeship and, and, and just trying to get black folks back on the plantations. And it was so abhorrent the North actually put the South, a lot of the South under martial law and sent northern soldiers, to remove Southern officials who continued to perpetuate these racist, slave-driving ideologies and policies. The federal supreme law of the land, not to mention the, the Northwest Compromise and all sorts of other things, effectively ended slavery, and we fought a civil war to further solidify the ending of that horrid institution. And we solidified through the Republican Party the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to solidify the ending of that atrocious history. And the people that want to keep picking the scab and bringing it up today are chanting, invoking, conjuring the spirit of that horrible ideology, the spirit of those horrible ideas and that terrible language and the horrible institution to bring it about today today in the cloak of benevolence. They are conjuring that same ideology. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And there's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. We are just getting started here on The Secret Teachings. Check out our website, thesecretteachings.info. Grab a book. Subscribe to the show. Support what you hear. If you enjoy it, if you learn something, stay tuned. We will be back. lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages it's ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm
3: do you like the secret teachings and ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult, then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. just visit thesecretteachings.info.
4: Hi there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020, and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing, just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe, on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin, who had been turned into a god, was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence. The same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a twin summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on the Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on the Fringe FM. For more information, check out the secretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com.
1: So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM.
6: Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance improved sound quality, edit out those awkward and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show no artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything
1: is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting.
6: K Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The story of Daniel Robitaille. He made a good living touring the country, painting porches for wealthy families, mostly white. And they love, but you know how it goes? They love what we make, but not us. Candyman, 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 Candyman. I'd like do this. If you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection. Killed sad because Are you ready
3: for the sacrifice? <laughs>
6: <laughs> My thank
3: them. They
6: will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? Fancy man.
3: forever? man. An
6: entire community starts Attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. He's the monster that's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The Mirror invites you to summon him
0: there's more fake hate crimes, hoaxes being committed, than actual hate crimes. You know why? Yeah. This country does not have a systemic problem with racism. Yeah. Where are we in the United States of America in race relations? I've never dealt with racism.
6: So you've never experienced any offensive behavior from any other color? or no, sir. Wow.
0: Besides, y'all keep calling this a noose. I mean, it looks like a noose, but yeah. you couldn't hang a damn black hamster. With this. So, when a fellow shopper
1: told Georgia lawmaker Erica Thomas she had too many items to use the express checkout lane, she immediately accused him of being evil and attacked him on the basis of his race. Three black college
6: students had claimed they were attacked because of their race, but now they're facing charges because police
1: claim that this surveillance video tells a very different story. Uh, I defended the character when they tried to cancel it. so, there's nothing wrong with Speedy Gonzalez. Mexican people love Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. He's like one of our heroes. This is no longer a sane society, however. Just
0: more fake hate crimes, hopes being committed to natural hate crimes. Just saying the racist is getting out of control. These got mad at me because I wasn't mad at Paula Dean. i have been all right. She might have said, hurry up with them niggas chicken.
5: He was in Chicago late at night and was the victim of a racist and homophobic attack. Damn. When he was walking down the street late at night, two white men came out of the shadows with knack hats on him beat him up, tied a rope him around his neck, called him all kinds of niggas, and put some bleach on him and ran off into the night. We were so quiet about this shit that the gay community started accusing the African American community of being homophobic for not supporting him. Because we understood that this nigga was clearly lying in the black community, myself, often worry
1: that we might be a victim of police brutality. So as a public service, the Chris Rock Show proudly presents this educational video. First, obey the law. Laws were made for a reason. you heard people say, man, I wouldn't do that shit if I was you. Well, here's some of that Carjacking, armed robbery, arson, selling drugs, buying drugs, stabbing, shooting. You know, you probably won't get your ass kicked. If you
4: just use common sense. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM Monday through Friday. If you'd like to access our full show archive, it's on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy this show, if you learn something, if it's helpful to you in any way, please consider subscribing to The Archive, grabbing a copy of one of my books. Or when you subscribe for one year, you get a free copy. Of one of my books. Check it all out at the website www.thesecretteachings.info You know what I was taught in school? I was taught about lynching in school, and I was told through implication that black folks were lynched all throughout American history, up until you know somewhat recent times. Black folks were lynched. If you don't know what lynching is, it involves several practices usually hanging, torture, genital mutilation, decapitation, bodily desecration, burning people alive. Of course, in the movies, in the TV shows, in the college classrooms, they paint this picture that a lynching kind of goes like this. An innocent young black man is walking down the street, even in a more free society, and a bunch of white kids roll up and they say, hey, boy, where are you going? And they chase him down, and they beat him, and they cut his testicles off, and they shove him in his mouth, and maybe they cover him in honey and burn him alive, you know, like Candyman. And um, they hang him. might surprise you. Surprised me. I learned this a year ago. I'm a history buff. I didn't know this. I learned this a year ago, a little, well, a little over a year ago, maybe two years ago. Three quarters, a little under three quarters, 72% of lynchings throughout American history made black folks the victim. We're going to break it down by race, but here's something that you might not have known. The remaining 28% were mostly white folks. Did you know that white people were also lynched? Do you know where I learned that from? I learned that from the NAACP website. This is what it says. A lynching is the public killing of an individual who has not received any due process. These executions were often carried out by lawless mobs through police officers uh, that did participate under the pretext of justice. Lynchings were violent public acts that white people used to terrorize and control black people in the 19th and 20th centuries, particularly in the South. Lynching typically evokes images of black men and women hanging from trees, but they involved other extreme brutality such as torture, mutilation, decapitation, and desecration. Typical lynching involved a criminal accusation, an arrest, and the assembly of a mob followed by seizure, physical torment, and the murder of the victim. Lynchings were often public spectacles attended by the white community in celebration of white supremacy. But it also says on the website for the NAACP, black people were the primary victims of lynchings, 3,446, or about 72% of the people lynched. But they weren't the only victims of lynching. Some white people were lynched for helping black people or for being anti-lynching. You might have been a white supremacist. You might have owned slaves, but You really weren't on board with the lynching. You also got lynched. So, in other words, lynchings were carried out by mobs that also involved corrupt law enforcement who didn't believe in due process of law. Corrupted law enforcement, corrupted politicians, mobs, and the wealthy who hunted down black people, tortured them, burned them, and hanged them, but also did the same to white people who weren't even necessarily helping black people. They just didn't believe in the institution of lynching. I find that interesting for a number of reasons. Number one, on that basis alone, the idea that white people are the bane of civilization should be called immediately to question. All the stories about white people, white people, rich, white, powerful people creating a country just for themselves. I don't think that that holds any water when you look at the historical evidence. Yeah, I can watch the movies, I can read the books, I can read the the literature. People talked different in those days. And in a hundred years from now, people will look back on this time and think, how could they have spoken in the way that they did? Maybe people will look back as I do just, you know, a couple couple months or a couple years ago, situations I've been in where I can't believe people speak to me the way that they do. They don't know me. They don't, they don't, they don't talk to me. And yet they've accused me of being a white supremacist or a Nazi. Horrible accusations. Someone said that to my face. I'd say, no, I, I'm not a national socialist. I don't like Bernie Sanders. I'm not a Nazi. I like Liberty. And throughout human history, the founding of the U.S. Federal Constitutional Republic was one of the first times and the exclusive time in human history where the institution of slavery, by virtually all definitions, was abolished and eliminated. Now, if you have a one-dimensional mind, you might think, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's not right, Ryan, because there were lynchings and people were still taken to plantations and people were still imported and the slave trade was still active. Yes, the slave trade was still active. In fact, Congress outlawed it after 20 years. They had the authority to do that with the constitutional uh, ratification. Southwest Ordinance also banned slavery in further Northwest expanding states. And a lot of people, a lot of men who truly believed in the principles of the American Revolution did something astounding. They changed their minds on an institution that was a daily part of life, whether thrust on the colonists by Great Britain, as the charge of Thomas Jefferson suggested, or a product of the time and nature of their society and culture. They changed their mind and realized, we want independence. We want liberty. We want freedom, and yet we hold other human beings in servitude. That's wrong. And You know, a lot of founding fathers freed their slaves. Others didn't necessarily free them, in the sense that they just let him go, some might argue that might be even more irresponsible. A lot of them just worked the land, as you saw in the the movie The Patriot. You know Mel Gibson's character, loosely based on Francis Marion. He didn't own slaves. He had some people that just worked the farm and lived there and had a family, and they tilled their own land. And then there was another thing that happened. Um, I can't remember the name of it. What was it? Oh, the Civil War. The Civil War happened. So that also abolishes that whole idea of this racist, horrible country. See, if this country was really founded on racism and bigotry and slavery, it would still be that way today. But see, contrary ideologies, contrary principles took hold. And they resulted in something astounding. They resulted in, in people changing their mind. They resulted in a fundamental transformation of society. Now, when they tell you that they're horrible, white, evil, racist, rich, powerful, bleh, whatever, they're right. Here's the problem, though. The Civil War was about economics, property, human beings, people picking cotton, working on sugar cane plantations the South fought to protect slavery as an institution to protect economics to protect wealth Southern white people who were poor also fought to protect that same wealth a lot of Confederate soldiers deserted they refused to participate even if they were for selfish reasons They don't necessarily agree with slavery. They don't necessarily agree with the state. They they don't want to support that. They they left. It's a true story of the, the free state of Jones in Mississippi. Runaway slaves, Confederate deserters, and others got together and kind of like the Patriot of the you know, the Revolutionary War movie. They resisted the Confederate advances. After the Civil War, we had the 13th and 14th and 15th Amendments. We had Reconstruction. Here's a history question for you. Who passed the Civil Rights Act? The answer to that is the Republican Party in 1866, which was merged into the 14th Amendment. And so the opposing political forces, based on class and economics, developed things like black codes. They developed things like a new form of slavery called apprenticeship. And so the North went down South and declared martial law and removed Southern officials from their posts. And this is after the Civil War. A lot of people are just too idealistic. Well, they said all people are created equal. Why didn't things change? Why did we have to have a Civil War? After the Civil War, there's all these amendments passed to the Constitution and black folks have a right to vote and the Civil Rights Act of 1866 is... Why was there still bad stuff? Why was there Jim Crow and black codes? And why was there still segregation? Well, because some of those things are civil rights, not human rights, but mostly because there were people that didn't believe those things, and they are the bane of our society, not the founders who established the antithesis of that bane. We always look to Martin Luther King Jr., but what about Frederick Douglass? Frederick Douglass was the original Martin Luther King Jr. And they tore down his statue here in Rochester, New York, during some of the riots. Why would they tear down Frederick Douglass's statue? I love the story of Frederick Douglass. The man's a great writer. I was just about to buy his um, uh, uh, one of his uh, uh, writings. Uh, I was going to buy a biography on him, actually. I, just, I don't have time to read it. I'm reading so many books. Uh Kind of doing a pre-pre prep for law school and some other stuff. Um, don't know if I'm actually going to get to do that, but I'm, I'm reading all kinds of history books and I'm just I'm overwhelmed. But I really want to read Frederick Douglass. I mean, the, Frederick Douglass was the original Martin Luther King. The Civil Rights Act of 1866 was the original Civil Rights Act. See, people realized, hey, we cannot control black people like this. We can't control slaves like this. Uh, society generally looks down upon it. So rather than hunting down uh, the black boys with uh, hunting dogs and shotguns, they decided to put masks on to conceal who they were. They called themselves the Klan. I remember this name correctly. George Bickley wanted to create something called the Golden Circle, which would have encompassed a lot of South, I think, down to even South America, I think it was, at least part of Mexico and the U.S., just create this one giant slave colony. If left-wing activists, progressives, and liberals were right, then that's the society we'd be living in today, but it's not. So they have to create it or create the perception of it by using out-of-context, out-of-place, and oversimplified, complex history on an uninformed population, they themselves being uninformed, to convince us that that is the world we live in today and that they are here to save us from it. They're not here to hunt down the black people. They're here to help the black people. I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. I'm from the Democratic Party and I'm here to help you. All I can say is run, Forest, run. That's not saying Democrats are bad, but you know, the Democrats state, it's not the same Democratic Party. The people are right about that. It's not, the, it's not the same Democratic Party, it's not the same Republican Party, but the original parties were, were both liberal and, Rep- and conservative, Republican, Democratic. Uh, they they had they sh- the federalists, and the anti-federalists shared in the same viewpoint of the world. So this is important to understand, you know, not to mention that the, the, the Freedman's bureau attempting to settle blacks on plantations taken by union troops and next president Johnson issued pardons to void this, this form of reparations. You know, they had reparations before, right? The Republican Party was responsible for that, but the Democrats didn't like it. This is all real history. White people were lynched. White people marched with Martin Luther King. White people fought to end slavery, to preserve the Union, which encompassed all people, black and white. Frederick Douglass pointed that out long before Martin Luther King. And what did the Ku Klux Klan do? The Ku Klux Klan, with their white robes, they burned things down, they attacked black people, and they attacked white people for not also attacking black people, supporting the institution of slavery, Or just generally because they weren't Democrats. And a lot of the former Klan members, original Klan members, were Democratic representatives for states in the South. It's a historical fact. Now they've just changed their attitude. They don't hunt down blacks to put them on plantations, not pay them, whip them, beat them, rape them, torture them, etc. Now they employ psychological tortures. They pay them a little bit of money called welfare, and they live in the projects, the new Democratic plantation. And now the Ku Klux Klan that attacked black folks and white folks does the exact same thing under Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They just wear black today, and they hold up pictures of black people and say, we believe that this person's life matters. And they terrorize everybody else. And if you're a black person who doesn't agree, you might as well be a whitey, you Uncle Tom. Do you see that BLM and Antifa, they are the Ku Klux Klan? Do you see the modern Democratic Party is comprised of those plantation owners. They're comprised of of the, the bankers and the powerful elite that make it about class, not about skin color. What a, what a trivial thing. But just constantly bringing it up, is it's, it's just invocation. It's conjuring. And what is it invoking? What is it conjuring? Well, those old ideas. I went to see this movie Candyman. I've seen the original Candyman. I liked the original especially compared with this new one. The old one had a purpose. It was just a classic kind of B slash, I guess like an A-B horror movie. The new one was just like white people bad, white people bad, white people bad, white people bad, white people bad. Here's some gore. And look, Jordan Peele, great. You know, a black man directed it, so I'm supposed to like it, right? I I just, I I found it to be atrocious. And when I was thinking about it, I thought, what exactly is the story of Candyman? You know, the conjuring of the spirit who kind of, terrorizes, but also kind of protects the black community. It's the story of, of IFA magic in Black Lives Matter, summoning spirits and ancestors to cultivate justice. It's We talked about Centuria this week, a ritual sacrifice of animals, and if it's done because it's a, a Centurion, West African uh, religion mixed with uh, Caribbean uh, uh, Roman Catholic, uh, Catholicism, uh, kind of like voodoo, uh, rituals and ideas and ideologies and iconography, then it's okay. But if a white person, guy in Alabama killed an animal as part of a, a I guess a white supremacist group, and that was evil, and that, that was demonic, but if you do it for centuria, it's okay, because all the black people are okay. It's, it does make a lot of sense to me. So what it sounds like is, there's a bunch of sick people today that have that ideology, just they don't think that they do. They they feel that they're fighting for what's right, and they're conjuring that true spirit of racism, something that, that in a lot of ways they, they are manufacturing, and they are trying to bring it like a golem into physical manifestation. So they have to just make stuff up. They have to make up Bubba Wallace, and they have to make up Jesse Smollett, and they have to make up the poop swastika, and they, and they have to make up all the attacks on Asians by white people, but they're actually black people. And, and, and rather than, you know, we talk about overcompensation rather than, like, racially profiling somebody. Now you can't profile somebody at all unless they're white, of course. I mean, this is a horribly racist and bigoted thing. This is the bane of U.S. history as 17th of September Constitution Day. You better embrace that Constitution with all of its faults and that Declaration of Independence of Human Rights. First time in human history. It's way too idealistic to think, oh, well, things didn't change immediately. Well, criminals and scum generally don't abide by the law. That's why they're criminals, and that's why they're scum. Okay, demons don't typically follow the orders of God. That's why they're demons. They follow the orders of their father, Satan. They're sick pieces of trash. And all the people that support these ideologies today are just as enslaved as the white poor man forced to fight for the Confederacy. I'm Ryan Gable. It's Constitution Day. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home business and even the shower. They filter fluoride heavy metals and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN.
1: They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out TheFringe.FM for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the paranormal radio app and talk stream Live.
4: Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
3: This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash Teachings.
5: Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
6: The story of Daniel Wilbert the country pink, pink porches for wealthy families mostly white and they love but you know how it goes? they love what we make but not us candy man Candyman, Candyman, candy candyman, candyman, candyman. the legend is if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror he appears in the reflection kid's sacrificial offering
3: are you ready for the sacraments i think they will say
6: that I have shed innocent
3: blood.
6: What's blood for, if not for shedding? Can you
3: live forever? An entire community starts attributing the
6: daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. He's the monster that's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The Mirror invites you to summon him.
0: You know what, there's more fake hate crimes, hoaxes being committed, than actual hate crimes. You know why? Yeah. This country does not have a systemic problem with racism. Yeah. Where are we in the United States of America in race relations? I've never dealt with racism.
6: So you've never experienced any offensive behavior from any other color? Or... No, sir. Wow.
0: Besides, y'all keep calling this a noose. I mean, it looks like a noose, but yeah. you couldn't hang a damn black hat. This. So, when a fellow shopper told Georgia lawmaker Erica Thomas she
1: had too many items to use the express checkout lane, she immediately accused him
4: of being evil and attacked him on the basis of
1: his race. Three black college students had claimed they were attacked because of their
6: race, but now they're facing charges because police claim that this surveillance video tells a very different story.
1: Uh, I defended the character when they tried to cancel it. And so, there's nothing wrong with Speedy Gonzalez. Mexican people love Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. He's like one of our heroes. This is no longer a sane society, however. There's
0: more fake hate crimes is being committed to natural hate crimes just saying the racism is getting out of control
5: These people government got mad at me because I wasn't mad he was in Chicago late at night and was the victim of a racist and homophobic attack. Apparently, when he was walking down the street late at night, two white men came out of the shadows with black hats on him, beat him up, tied a rope around his neck, called him all kinds of niggas, and put some bleach on him, and ran off into the night. We were so quiet about this shit <laughs> that the gay community started accusing African American community of being homophobic for not supporting. Because we understood that this nigga was clearly lying.
1: People in the black community, myself, often worry that we might be a victim of police brutality. So, as a public service, the Chris Rock Show proudly presents this educational video. First, obey the law. Laws were made for a reason. you heard people say, man, I wouldn't do that shit if I was you. Well, here's some of that ish carjacking, armed robbery, arson, selling drugs, buying drugs, stabbing, shooting, you know you probably won't get your ass kicked if you just use common sense.
4: I'm Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio, right here on the Fringe FM, broadcasting around the world on the Fringe FM, the Fringe FM app, TalkStream Live and the Paranormal Radio app. Thank you for joining us. The final segment tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening, I hope that you have taken something away from tonight's show. I hope it's practical information and that it's more than just entertaining. And yes, I make all the montages myself. We've got 91 of them now with this montage in the montage archive at the secretteachings.info which is part of your subscription. If you subscribe to the show archive, you get access to the montage archive as well, and a digital copy of each of my books. We also have the free physical copy, and it really is free because it's basically either a free subscription or a free book, whichever way you cut it when you subscribe to the show. Or on Patreon right now, we have uh, this last segment of the show on video. We had a show last week we have done on video. I think I'm going to do this uh, once a week long as my uh my video uh memory on my phone permits it i'll have to dump some old videos i'm very antiquated here but i'm trying to catch up with the 21st century and uh, we've got some recordings of the uh the show visuals of the show the whole video of uh, uh a segment of last week's broadcast and a segment of tonight's show it's on patreon check it out on our website you'll find a link. Or you can just search The Secret Teachings on Patreon. Email rdgable at yahoo.com. I haven't plugged much or promoted much tonight. rdgable at yahoo.com. As most of you know, if you've listened to this show, if you know who I am, you know that I don't really concern myself with labels and identities. But, you know, I, I found out that um, years and years ago, and I've confirmed it, that part of my ancestry is Native American, and not just some distant Native American connection, like really close relation. Um, and, you know, I, I always thought it was Blackfoot Indian, and uh, I'm sure that it's a large mixture, but the last time I spoke to my grandma, who has a lot of the characteristic features physically, and I think I have, you know, much higher cheekbones myself and kind of have that, uh, that uh, genetics a little bit stronger, Uh, than probably my my son Fox does. But, um, you know, I I learned that we were Navajo. And I think uh, it's interesting. I've always been drawn to the Southwest. And I've always been drawn to Navajo country. And maybe it's something in my genetics. But I don't think what I'm about to tell you because I have some Native American ancestry or something like that. But I find it interesting. I find it strange. And I find it important to mention on tonight's broadcast briefly in this final segment you know whether or not i consider myself to be of that heritage or that genetic lineage why do we romanticize native culture you know i understand i've talked to kevin annett i've done books for kevin annett i have interviewed kevin annett i've done radio shows with him i've co-hosted with him i know about the genocide in canada I know about the genocide in Rwanda and Bosnia. I know about the genocide in the Ukraine. All over Europe. Asia. South America. Africa. Genocide all over the world. Slavery all over the world. Slavery happening today, right now. In fact, your cell phone was probably made by slaves. Your shoes were probably made by slaves. Not in conditions... That you think you know about slavery because you watched Roots. This is a different kind of slavery. In some ways, perhaps worse than that kind of slavery. But the point is, why do we romanticize Native American culture? In the 1300s, before Columbus supposedly discovered America, right? There were people that came to This land, L'America, I believe is what the French called it. And they uh, were mostly white. Uh, The Knights Templar supposedly came to L'America, this land, and they mated and made deals and contracts with the native populations. There are a lot of native tribes that share European genetics and have European ancestry because they have... uh, They have a connection to these people that came about 100 years or so before Columbus. And a lot of it deals in secret societies and, uh, you know, even Christopher Columbus. He was intimately connected to the Knights Templar and uh, had access likely through marriage to um, he had connections to uh, maps that the Templars had. And the Knights Templar were master navigators of the sea. Um, after having been excommunicated from Europe, they went to help the, um, the Scots win independence against the English. And they also went to Portugal, which was a huge, um, historically speaking, a, 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 a very prominent uh, country in terms of uh, oceanic navigation. They were masters at navigation, much like the Phoenicians were from Africa. So native people mated with like had families, marriages, rituals and, and, and a lot of the rituals were even very similar to what Europeans were conducting. Um, and of course there were native tribes. This is the thing that I don't I just don't get. Native tribes were at war with each other, just like Europeans. It's not like white men invented war. Human beings have been killing each other since Cain and Abel. and Cain and Abel probably weren't white. Human beings have been killing each other, brother, brother, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, cousin. People have been killing each other since the beginning of time. White people didn't invent that. White people didn't invent discrimination, slavery, any more than any other group did. It's a a byproduct of an undeveloped society and culture with what amounts to no social contract with uh, hierarchies and classes and, you know, I mean, this is just history. All history is is drowning in blood and torture and murder and war and and all the terrible things that we don't really have to experience much of here in the West unless we want to go experience it through a movie in a safe environment. So my point is, without digressing too much, we act like the Native Americans were like levitating off the ground before Europeans came here to the, what we call the United States. And uh, the reality is uh, they were scalping each other. They were fighting with each other. And I don't understand how we can say that we took Native American land when the whole idea in terms of romanticizing Native culture and tribes was that Native people didn't necessarily believe in owning the land. At least that's what some people say. Natives didn't believe in owning the land or water, you know, the air. It was all just there to take, there to use. So how can we say we stole somebody's land who didn't even necessarily claim that land? I'm just just trying to piece this all together because when i was growing up i heard that western civilization defiled, degraded and controlled and oppressed women, blacks, asians, you name it, any uh, minority, any group, any sex, any everything, it's just all straight white men. obviously that is an ideology that has come out of Marxism, among other ideologies of the early 20th century, including progressivism. I just find it uh, astounding that there is so much history to the contrary that's even mainstream that anybody can believe these incredibly contradictory things. I mean, sometimes the arguments can be very convincing, but when you look at the information, when you look at the details, it's quite the opposite. The anti-federalists, those that did not want the Constitution to be ratified again, it's Constitution Day on the 17th, they held more assets, more property, more land, more wealth than the Federalists did. Uh, Essentially disproving, at least on the surface, the idea that the Constitution was a strictly economic document. And we look back into history and we we, we don't think that, you know, people could have had, you know, this, this true and honest view that, Human beings were created equal, not by English common law standards, but by natural law. And we say that a lot of those people owned slaves or they grew up in a time when slavery was prominent. So it's like, well, they did. And then and, and that's the incredible thing is that they created a document that didn't explicitly promote slavery. It worked even with slave holders and with states that 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 needed slavery for you know economic success and. Um, where the document itself from the Declaration of Independence of the Constitution, that both of which I have hanging up here in studio, were far beyond the Magna Carta, far beyond the British Constitution, far beyond um, the English Bill of Rights or the English Common Law. This was natural law, natural liberty, God-given, uh, where, where every single person is protected by this concept. Now, do people violate that? Yes, every day. That's why we have laws. That's why we have courts. When you are discriminated against, for example, no matter what the case is, you have redress against that person, against that group, against those persons, against, you know, even a government. So why did we fight a civil war then? Why were there people that opposed the creation of the Constitution? Why were there those that opposed the Declaration of Independence? Why were there those that opposed the founding of the United States of America as we know it today? You know, some of it's economic, some of it's social, some of it's cultural, some of it's big states versus small states. A lot of that broke down to north versus south. Why did we have all of this happening then? Why did people not want there to be the usage of words like we the people beyond just, you know, adherence to to state sovereignty? Some people didn't like that because they didn't believe that some members of society were equal. I mean, even people use the three-fifths compromise. They're like, oh, the three-fifths compromise. That means that black people were only three-fifths of a person. Yeah, well, that was a compromise, meaning that some people didn't agree with allowing southern states for popular election of the lower house in Congress to have people that were just property counted as people, and that you could import more people, more representatives. The South would have totally dominated everything. But the brilliance of the founding, with its flaws, was that through the Northwest Ordinance and a twenty or so year halt um, or allowance until the halting of the international slave trade, and, and people that own slaves releasing their slaves, and 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 and, and eventually uh, creating a system that outlawed that that institution, that horrific institution. Far from being hypocrites, the, the these people that that made these these determinations. And the reason that that they stick with us for, 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 for hundreds of years is because it was truly revolutionary, truly in the spirit of God and liberty. Now, I don't know what they thought. It's a different time period. I don't know how they spoke except in the writings. But I can tell you this. Not to justify anything, but if you think Native Americans were heavenly and godly and not murdering each other as much as white people were, or that blacks are not murdering each other as much as white people are. You're seriously delusional and missing the point. Do you know that tens of thousands of white people were slaughtered for virtually no reason? They were just white by natives. Other natives made deals with colonists. That They had business dealings with them. Before Columbus, with Columbus, and after Columbus before the revolution, during the revolution, after the revolution. Some fought for the crown. History's not so one-dimensional. History's not so simplistic. And applying a modern progressive viewpoint on an extremely conservative, both liberal conservative and Republican conservative in the traditional, I guess not traditional, but the modern sense of the words, you know, it, do, it doesn't apply to the modern day. And so you look at the Ku Klux Klan. The Ku Klux Klan terrorized black people, but they also terrorized white people who didn't agree with slavery. White people who didn't agree with lynching, even if they might have been pro-slavery, were lynched themselves. That's according to the NAACP. So how are all white people bad then? Look, tonight's show is not about defending white people. Tonight's show started out with the movie Candyman and how the movie Candyman the new one with uh, you know the producer Jordan Peel, it was just, it, to me it was, it had a, a little bit of the essence of the first movie or first two movies there, but it was, in my opinion, was an abomination. It was a disgusting movie that was all about how white people are evil, white people are bad, and and, and, and there's these, you know, you could summon the the, the spirit of Candyman to, to kill the white people, and, and at the end the white, you know, the white evil cops get killed by Candyman. It it was just an abomination. What, what, see, what it is, is we've been talking about IFA and Centuria, uh, southwestern African-Nigerian uh, uh, religious tradition, uh, spiritual tradition um, of the Yoruba people. And it's funny because uh, Black Lives Matter is literally based on the spiritual principle of IFA. And they say they summon their ancestors, they summon the spirits to, to help in the acquiring social justice, but when their social justice is destroying the family and getting rid of men, it says that on their own website, they changed it to another website. They're not really summoning the dead or invoking spirits for good. Then it's really black magic, as I've made the the statement on many, many shows. And so it's kind of like Candyman. You're conjuring the spirit of Candyman to protect the black community or you know, just out of sheer curiosity, or you know, for the power of it, or whatever, and and you don't you don't the same thing with with spirits. You don't the same thing with conjuring and evoking ideas, golems, aggrors, thought forms. It's dangerous, especially you know, in the hands of people that are that are morally inept. I mean, go back to the twin towers, the destruction of those towers. Whether it's strength and beauty, Boaz and Jachin, the temple of Solomon, the 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 twin pillars. You know, like the Twin Towers in uh, Lord of the Rings, or it's intelligence and morality. It, it, I, hell, I found a book the last time I was in Portland, Oregon, that's called Magic for the Resistance. It's all about using magic to bind your political opposition. It's just It's dark, black stuff. Why did we fight a civil war? Why does b- the, the Black Lives Matter movement target black people who disagree with them as much as they target white people who disagree? Because... Ultimately, the liberals and the leftists that aren't really Democrats, they're right. There are racists. There are bigots. There are people that want slaves. They just apparently don't recognize that that is their ideology of the, the slums and the ghettos and the projects that are the new slave plantations. Vote blue no matter who. Get your welfare check. Don't try to take that away. From the poor, poor people who, like in the Confederacy, the poor white people also fought to protect slavery because they were forced to by an elite class. And contrary to popular belief, the Constitution was framed primarily, yes, by intelligent people, by lawyers and people that own some assets, but by people that by no means were at least in comparison to the anti-federalist, wealthier, more powerful, or any more white. That's why people that were slave owners, plantation owners, or who represented those interests didn't want the Constitution in the form that it was passed. There were major compromises made, and it allowed for the establishment of a system that leads us to a more perfect union. Constitution Day. Remember it. The commemorating of the signing of the U.S. Constitution, September 17, 1787. That same year, Pennsylvania, New Jersey signed, 1788, Georgia, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maryland, South Carolina, New Hampshire, Virginia, New York signed, 1789, North Carolina signed, and the final state to ratify the Constitution, Um, they didn't even go to the convention uh, in 1790, Rhode Island. Say what you want about the Constitution. Say what you want about racism and slavery. Those ideas are alive because people are conjuring them, like Aggregors, Golems, and Tulpas. Say what you want about the Constitution and white people, but there are really, really bigoted, racist, evil, classist scum who are trying to conjure monsters, demons, the Candyman trying to conjure things that they believe will give them power, but in the end, it will ultimately, as always throughout history, destroy those that tamper with those unseen dark forces. I mean, why do you think they tore down Frederick Douglass's statue here in Rochester? Why do you think they wear black hoods now instead of white hoods? Why do you think they use black people as shields rather than attacking black people outright? Although they'll still attack black people, just if they they don't agree with them. They'll attack white people if they don't agree with them. These are the same people that donned the white hoods of the Klan. All their magical names, pretending to be magicians and powerful wizards. It's all a big joke. It's all a big scam. The same wizards, the grand wizard knight commanders of the Ku Klux Klan are the same scum that claim to be performing magic and binding rituals for resistance against conservatives or Republicans who were responsible for the 13th 14th and 15th amendments the civil rights act of the 1860s and so on and so forth and hey you don't represent those things if you're a republican your actions mean something We should judge people based on the content of their character not the color of their skin we should listen to what frederick Douglass said we should also listen to what justice john harlan said that our constitution is colorblind and neither knows nor tolerates classes among citizens and classes. Are the major driving force in that division. Happy Constitution Day. I'm Ryan Gable. Subscribe to the secretteachings.info, the archive, the montage, everything. Grab a book. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Catch us Monday through Friday right here, exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at the secretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo. Com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.